Hello and welcome to the first installment of the Herd Global Media Podcast. My name is Christian Centered and I'll be your host on today's auditory skateboarding journey with our first guest, hockey professional skateboarder and resident brick shithouse, Andrew Allen. I've been a big fan of Andrew's uh, over the years. I remember when his 411 came out, uh, part came out and he skated to witchcraft and it's pretty rad. And then um, through friends, I got to hang out and meet him a few times. Uh, he's always been pleasant. He's a stand-up dude and funny. Uh, I'm not super close friends with him, so at times in this interview, he can come off as a little guarded, but that's that's obviously reasonable. You got some stranger poking around in your personality type and asking a bunch of personal questions. It's uh, you know, that's the that's the rub of being a pro skateboarder. Sometimes I imagine, but uh, the first time I met Andrew or I saw him in in the wild, so to speak, is uh, I lived in a town near San Juan Capistrano where he lived and. He and a bunch of buddies, this was when he was still drinking, they were all out and the bar was empty. And we walked in and just Morrissey's blaring and Smith song after Smith song keeps coming on. And turns out that he and his his bros had decided that it was their own personal Morrissey night at our little dive bar. So they were, they were having a good time, all gray teeth and wine smiles, but uh, it's a... Uh, I guess those days are behind him for now and he's doing well he's he's eat, living healthy and fucking killing it so i don't have too much to add to that just um this is the first episode and i'm definitely not an audio engineer so there's some bugs i'm gonna have to work out on these few first episodes so bear with me there's a lot of background noise um those little clip mics are a lot more expensive than i <clears throat> i thought they were so uh, I just had my mic sitting out on a table in his backyard, and we got the full uh, soundtrack to um, Echo Park. So a lot of car alarms, motorcycles starting, birds, bugs, dishes being rattled around. Uh, so, you know, it's skateboarding. I, I just wanted to do this, and I didn't exactly know how to do it. And the more I put it off, the, the less likely it's going to be happening. So it's not perfect. But bear with me, and thanks for thanks for tagging along. Until I moved to Los Angeles. What brought you up here? Um, just trying to be closer to like, I guess the skateboarding scene, you know, like filmers and photographers. Yeah, I mean, people that are motivated to do stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had my friends, and at times there was people I would skate with who lived in Orange County, but uh, I guess, yeah, once they kind of started like filming harder for the Vans video. Um, just kind of became like I don't know like I, I would want to go skate but I would, I would easily like talk myself out of like driving up 
here to LA because it's like an hour, hour and a half mm-hmm. to like go meet up with the dudes and try to do stuff. I'd just be like, well, I don't really want to do that today because like, yeah, it's some other spot that you're yeah, not or like what if like whatever, or, or then like I would do it and then it would just like suck and then I'd have to like do the drive of shame home. It was like an hour and a half, like you know, either like not even skating or trying something and not getting it, and then you know the next time it's time to go skating, you're just like I don't really want to do that. So I figured if I just moved up here, I'd just be closer to it, and you know I could choose when I wanted to get out there and when I didn't. And you know I think it it took me a while to like kind of get used to not living in San Juan, you know, like. It's a different lifestyle, but I've learned to, like, actually enjoy it, you know? Like, you know, three and a half years later, I actually, like, you know, I like living in L.A. now. And part of that has to do with just my current living situation. Like, I have a great house. I live with with good roommates, and I have a dog and a girlfriend, and all those things make me super comfortable on top of, like, a good crew of people that I skate with every day so I dig it you know yeah was there did you ever live in a skate house because this has like all the like signs of a skate house but it's also like a little bit older so it's like all the cool shit but without it like the mess or like the hungover people on the couch yeah well I mean um yeah I never really can't say I lived in a skate house I would visit them you know what I mean like going to San Francisco or even coming up here when I was younger and stuff and yeah we definitely have that aspect you know like if there's something going on there'll be people come over and you know there'll be partying going on and yeah sometimes I walk out of my room and there's just bodies everywhere you know so like they have that but like you said you know it's kind of a little bit older and it's not a everyday thing so yeah, it's good. With filming for the Vans video, like you, I know you were hurt for a minute. And do you feel like it was a struggle the whole time, or did you hit your stride at a point where it's like, I know what I'm, like what I want to go get. I know what kind of part I want to have, and like the vibe I want to put together. Um. Yeah. I guess not. I can't say that like I ever saw a vision or had any comfortability in that. I mean, I think with my skating, it's. I just kind of like, like to skate and then do whatever. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's my girlfriend. Uh, So, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, whatever I'm feeling, I just go for it. I think like once I I actually start thinking about like trying to do stuff is when, you know, I guess the pressure comes in and that's typically when I fail. (laughs) Um, I think with that video, yeah, I was hurt for you know a major portion of that and it was kind of like I had footage from before I got hurt and then like I filmed some stuff after and that's kind of like what was ended up getting uh getting used which was cool and everything in there I was I liked yeah I was stoked were you bummed at all that you had to share a part or do you feel like it kind of benefited you I didn't really think like, I mean, I don't know. I think it was fine. Um, I feel like I didn't really maybe have that much stuff to like make for like a 
Aston definitely had like a lot of shit that was super crazy. So I feel like it definitely worked to put those things together. I mean, obviously I wish that I would have, you know, had way more shit and been able to like, you know, carry my own full video part. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I'm super thankful and stoked to just be in that video and be a part of that thing. So I'm hyped on it. What's up? Sure. What are you going to make? Okay. Are you hungry? I'm good. Thank you. Though. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. Thank you. Very healthy. Yeah, trying. Like with the Vans video, I feel like that could kind of help you because, like, with music or comedy or like any kind of like artful weird thing, like people who are fans of you are already were like stoked and they wanted more. Yeah. And people that were like either had never somehow never heard of you, heard of you, or like were on the fence or like they got like the right amount of like all all killer no filler. So yeah. Like, nobody was like sitting through four minutes of you and being like god damn it yeah no totally so how did how did like the vans video uh differ from that hockey part you just put out um just like a bigger scale entirely yeah i think like you said i mean i don't know i mean it's kind of weird like talking about yourself and shit but i guess the way i i've always been like kind of uh I've always like kind of been a believer that on some levels like kind of like you like like you said like less is more you know what I mean like most of the people skaters and musicians and shit that I look up to it's like they don't come you know they're not just like throwing shit out at you all the time you know and it's just like once you get to see like a glimpse of that like you're you're stoked because like it's kind of like a, a rare thing or there's just not that much i mean obviously with music a lot of people have like passed away and stuff so there's no way that you could they had their time to come out with something that was forced or just like not good you know but for the uh for the hockey video that was just kind of like you know after the vans video came out like literally the day after I drove to Orange County with um, Logan Lara and Aiden Mackey and Jared Sherbert and I watched the Vans video and I got stoked man I was just like fuck dude I want to go skating like I remember being at the premiere and like after Anthony's part ended I was just like dude I wish I had my skateboard right now because I would go like push around downtown like I was generally juiced you know and A lot of times skate videos don't necessarily do that for me, but that one did. And so, yeah, the next day I drove down to Orange County because I had a couple things I wanted to skate. And like, I guess at that point, I just kind of just started filming. And uh, over the course of like the past year, I like, you know, stockpiled some footage. And uh, then once um, I didn't exactly know like what I was going to do with it, but I, I kind of had like you know, roughly a video part worth of stuff. And, um, you know, me and Logan were talking about him coming out with his own video or whatever, but my whole thing was that I just wanted it to be more of like a reflection of myself in like my skating and like what I'm up to at the time. And like, I wanted to have like a little bit more, um, 
I don't know, personality, individuality, or whatever you want to call it, you know, representation of me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess once, um, you know, once I made the switch, quit writing for Antihero and started writing for hockey, I was, you know, talking with uh, Benny Maglinow, who uh, deals with the graphics and the video stuff. You know, I told him I had footage, and he was like, well, I think it'd be a good thing if we use that and came out with a part. And I was like, yeah, that'd be perfect. And um, I honestly kind of just, you know, gave him most of the freedom in, like, uh, you know, the direction of what he did with that. And it came out, and I'm super stoked on it. And, Yeah. How long ago did you figure out that you wanted to write for hockey and like how what was the process like trying to like figure out how to leave on good terms or was it just like kind of like a relationship like if your heart's not into it like if people understand or yeah um I don't necessarily know like I don't know when I decided I wanted to do that or whatever but you know like you said, like, when your heart's not in it, it's, like, it's not fair to be there anymore, you know, for yourself or for the other people. And I guess that is kind of something that happened over at Antihero. And, I mean, I've said it before, like, with time, things change, you know. And I changed, whatever, like company at Antihero a lot of things made changes and stuff and I guess it just got to the point where like I didn't necessarily feel maybe comfortable or like I just wasn't super into it you know I didn't feel like I was maybe a part of it but partially because I didn't want to be a part of it you know like I don't know so yeah kind of a I don't know, I guess. It just seemed like a lot of people, if they leave like a company at Deluxe, like people would just automatically assume it's a mistake or like it's a downgrade. Whereas when you did it, it's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like you're skating with Abe, you're skating with like dudes in LA anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you're more involved and you got more hands on and you're like actually, it's like you're not looking at the pool, you're you're in the pool swimming yeah. with your friends, you know what I mean? Like yeah, for sure. They were all definitely like bummed, you know, because they didn't want to see me go. But I think they all kind of, as much as they could, they, they understood that what I was doing was like, you know, the right thing for, for myself, you know? And yeah. I mean, it was, it's obviously, it's hard. And some days I like, I trip on it, like, wait, really? But at the same time, it's like, I'm super stoked. and yeah like you had years on like one of the most legendary companies next to like you know you got to go on the beauty and the beast tours like you got to do awesome shit and like no for sure it's not like you're pissing on everything by doing like leaving it and you're not gonna burn bridges but it's also like there's this all this new thing that i you know i'm part of yeah but um definitely is it like was the the offer extended to you or were you kind of like being like hey 
side left? Um, I mean, I guess like. Uh, Are you gonna get people in trouble? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't really know how this is gonna go. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I'm not trying to, think to put out. anybody in yeah, the Yeah, I'm seat. just trying to think of how to like word it. It's a pretty bad road ra- road rash you got there. Dude, I ate shit, man. I fucking fell so hard it's like two a days map ago. Of Louisiana. I know. It's fucked. In the Florida Keys? Yeah. What were you doing? I tried to, no, I tried to drop in on this like quarter pipe thing and just got absolutely worked. <laughs> like from the top. Yeah, but like it's like a narrow one, like on the side of like a building kinda and like I dropped in and like caught my truck and just fucking fell off like the side of the wall. <laughs> well I can't remember who were people like you looked up to. Like, who are people that still inspire you today, hmm. skate-wise? At a youngest age, like, uh, watching, like, the Plan B videos, virtual reality was the first video that I saw. And, uh, yeah, Mike Carroll's part was just, like, mind-blowing to me. And I definitely, you know, he still is my favorite skater. And, uh... I saw you shouted you out after that hockey thing came out. Does that, like, give you goosebumps every now and then? Dude, it's funny because, like, you know, whatever. I'm still kind of, like, semi-new to the Instagram or whatever. You know, and, like, sometimes I don't, like, pay attention to shit. And then yesterday I was kind of, like, looking at something and I saw that and I was like, no way. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, fuck, dude. That's, like, my favorite skater fucking giving me, like, the most epic compliment. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Shit's crazy. Yeah, Mike Carroll. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I was big fans of Alien Workshop. I remember, like, buying Photosynthesis, like, when that came out. And just, like, that shit was cool. I still have the tape. Um, what color do you have? Mine's orange. Yeah, mine's orange, too. I've seen a yellow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, mine's orange. Dude, I remember there was a there was a shop in uh, Lake Forest called Sticks Board Shop, and uh, yeah, I remember calling there and being like, "Do you guys have it?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, we got one," you know. And I was just like, "Okay, like, can you hold it for me? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up there." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure." And I remember like I got my mom to like drive me up there, and I got there and I was just like. Uh, I'm here to get the photosynthesis and the dude was just like we just sold the last one and I was just like fucking crushed man like no and I remember just being like man it was like a young kid going into like the uh the record store and just getting like kind of like crushed by like the cool guy who like you know knows about music because he's just like sorry I don't have any more you know what I mean like and I was just like had to like drive all the way home without the video I ended up getting it after that from somewhere else but that video was good and then I feel like that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore and then like even that that was like a a down like a downer like looking back on that like it made you want it more and like yeah and like I don't I don't know that kids know what that's like anymore like maybe with like these limited runs of shit that that's coming kind of come back a little bit but like yeah there's no real like build up anymore it's just like I want it I have it I forgot about it already yeah there's definitely a lot of that 
Um, well, speaking of skate shops, how'd you get involved with Supreme? Like, was that just like knowing Tino and hanging out, or? Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, pretty much. I guess just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've known Tino for a bit, and then when he moved from New York and he started working there, uh, I guess yeah, just kind of like, I don't know. People that I know work there and then when I moved to LA like I lived pretty close to the shop so like I'd kind of go in there and hang out and became pretty good friends with most of those dudes and I became super good friends with uh, Jeff Podicar aka Cutter and uh, yeah so just kind of like from hanging out over there and I guess probably through Tino though and then uh, I haven't been there for a while, but I kind of moved like to like the east side of Los Angeles. So I don't really go over that way that much anymore. But those dudes are all rad. Yeah, like I've always had good experiences in there, but like a lot of people always try to say it's about like the cool guy vibe or whatever. I think that might be like maybe more New York or like it might be gone now. What do you what do you think about that? I mean. Like, every skate shop kind of had a cool guy vibe growing up. Like, I used to be terrified going into, like, the skate shop and asking, like, the dude for the board on the wall. Yeah. So, no, like, I think... I mean, that's how I've always felt, too. Like, like I said before, when I went into that one shop back in the day, I was just, like, a little kid, and the dude kind of just, like, sorry about you type of thing. I guess... I mean... I think they probably do have that vibe going on over there at the shop, but... I don't know. I mean, I guess I've never been on the other side, either side of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I haven't necessarily been, I haven't been the vibe or I haven't necessarily really been the customer either. You know what I mean? So it's like, who am I to say like how a workplace goes? Uh, I've heard you mention a couple times that you've wanted to go to Pittsburgh. Like what, like made, what makes that city stick out to you? Like, I mean, I'm from there. You mentioned, I'm like, dude, just fucking go. Like, yeah, um, yeah, it's funny. I've told you, like, over the years, I know that you're from Pittsburgh, and I, I still really want to go there. And I, I don't know why, but like, I mean, I've heard, like, from you know, a couple people that like the skating's pretty good out there, but like, not necessarily good, but it's like, you know, I've heard that it's rough and. It would fit, like, your style. Yeah, yeah, like, I think it would... Spots are a little harder to skate and, like, a little weird. Yeah. But, like, you're not... It's not like you're going to go skate uh, a schoolyard or you're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. go skate, like, the perfect ledge. It's For sure. A little grittier. Um, yeah, I mean, and I know, like, a couple of skaters who maybe, uh, you know, if they're from there or people have been there and I've read stuff and people have been like, dude, it's fucking sick and... I don't know, man. I think I've just, from what everything I've seen, like, on television about the city and, like, it seems like the food there, and I don't know, man. It's just in intriguing to me, mostly, like, I don't know. I want to go there, dude. I don't even really know that much about it, but something is, like, kind of drawing my mind to want to go there. Yeah. Like, a lot of the Rust Belt cities are like that, like Cincinnati and Buffalo and Maryland. Like, they're all kind of their own little thing have their own unique spots and like culture in a way but like it's it's definitely cool. like 
you there, but have you spent a lot of time in the Midwest or East Coast with like trips? Um, a little bit. I went to Cincinnati a couple summers ago, and uh, I've been through Maryland. I've never spent too much time. Mostly, it's like you know, you go somewhere for a day or two, and then you're on to the next thing. But you know, a couple. Uh, I liked upstate New York a bit when I was up there, and uh, yeah, not. Why do they call it the Rust Belt? Because uh, it was like the industrial area, like okay. Pittsburgh was producing steels and like automotive industry yeah. too, I think. Well, just a lot of like production and yeah, like yeah. when all that fell off, like it's like a lot, a lot of the cities are still rebounding, so like yeah. the rust came in after. Okay. But uh, like Pittsburgh bounced back where like other cities didn't really because yeah. they didn't have, uh, like Pittsburgh had schools and other like yeah. uh, tech industries yeah, and yeah. they have like Carnegie Mellon and stuff so they still get like an influx of new yeah. people so whereas like Buffalo it's not so much or Akron not so much yeah but um have you ever skated in Alaska I went there one time and I had like a I had a sprained ankle so I just like sat there it looked pretty fun <laughs> Are <laughs> you super bummed or you like eh, I mean kinda like fuck dude I mean like you know if you're like a skate nerd or just even if you fucking like skating like you want to be able to say that you've skated something because you want to know like what that ledge felt like to grind or to tail slide you know so it's cool that I've been there and seen it but like I didn't really get to feel it you know yeah it's like did you even get to roll around yeah I mean I was cruising I was on my board but I just like I think the day before we were in like Richmond, Virginia, and I sprained my ankle pretty good. And then, yeah, we went there. And uh, I remember it was real hot, dude. It's super, super hot. You just wear the heat all day. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just even just the flat ground there, man. Like, it's weird to like talk about ground at a spot like that, but that is. Damn, we got a fucking Mothra. Yeah, it's gonna inter- interfere with the, the noise. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of that. What's up? Morning now. Yeah, I'm Christian, by the way. Hi, shot it. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Pleasure. Thanks, babe. Damn, that's some gourmet shit. <laughs> Straight up. And those figs? Yeah. Damn. What up? Do you want to take a break? Yeah, are you down? Can we do that? <laughs> no, and you can tell they're either like trying to parallel park or like. Or they're just stopping because they're fucking stupid. And it was like a big black, like, Escalade or something suburban or, you know, a big car. And, like, I got stuck behind him. And then, like, you know, me with my impatientness, I wanted to go around. But there was all these cars in the left lane. So I wasn't really able to, like, get around. You know, I had to wait for, like, a handful of cars to go around me. You know, so I was just like, God damn it. And I finally was able to get around. I was like... I was like, man, you're fucking jamming me up. And, like, I looked, like, out the window at the guy in the car. And it was uh, Colin Colin Farrell. Oh, Is that his shit. name? Yeah, yeah, like, the actor. And I was like, god damn, you're jamming me up, Colin Farrell. <laughs> and then just kept driving. And I was just like, what the fuck? That was actually him. Did you audible the name, too? I think, like, I said it. But, like, I don't think, like, you know, he didn't hear me or anything. But I was just like, dude, that's funny, like that it just happened to like I recognized him and like was able to say it like out loud like his name in that sentence like as if it was just it cracked me up
Yeah, you know who's the best at that kind of shit is uh, Jamie Owens. Like he can spot like the most obscure celebrity. He'll know by name and know their like IMDb, and then he'll not only will he spot them, but he'll shout them out and try it like <laughs> shameless. He just loves. Like, really? like, does not care. He's, I didn't like, know that about old yeah. Jamie Owens. We uh we saw CeeLo Green getting out of like a, an Escalade or something one time, and he like fully flipped the the U-turn and like pulled up behind him and was like shouting him out, and like his entourage were like grilling us real hard i'm like yeah. Dude, I, I don't know about this i don't i don't know if they're cool like this jamie's just like nah man these no, guys are fine. cool man what are they gonna do shoot us what are they gonna do no, no. Let's you not see like out. sit on us or something yeah that's tight other than that i mean what, what's the somebody's chat cool. seems like it's picking up and like heaps you guys are chat. like putting shit out all the time yeah heaps chat is uh i guess it's just uh it's a zine, skateboarding zine, and uh, there's heapschat.com, which is the like uh, website, you know. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind it is just that me and uh, Andrew Peters were talking about, you know, trying to make like a little magazine, uh, you know, just kind of cheap and just kind of meant to be kind of fun and just showcase like skating or whatever that I guess you know with skating there's so many skaters and so little uh, places to put all the photography I guess you know what I mean mm-hmm. so you know everybody has leftover photos you know like Ben Colin and Jared Sherbert we've had contribute to uh, to the magazine and yeah, it was kind of just like a fun little project to like try to like make something, you know, and uh, started out just by like uh, introducing it like on the web, you know, like making little um, features and interviews and whatever. And basically there is no like real set format or rule, you know, it's like you can do whatever you want, which is always a nice feeling. But uh, we were able to... Uh, make an actual physical copy that came out just uh, last month and that was kind of fun we got a couple companies to just uh, advertise in it you know basically pay for the cost of production and threw a little party and actually like kind of a lot of people showed up which was pretty cool man like a lot of younger skaters who you could tell were influenced by like the scene or whatever and they came and yeah man it's cool it's just I guess as I'm getting older you know it's just like I can't skate all the time and also like I just I have to like be doing a lot of things to occupy like my brain you know and this is just another thing that I'm doing and it's kind of fun and I'm actually not really even doing anything for it. I kind of just like come up with ideas and I do the interviews and you know I mean inside of the magazine all the Kinda, yeah, because I mean, 
like having to answer questions so it's kind of fun to ask people stuff you know and then yeah you know like because there's some stuff you know people probably don't want to talk about or you know yeah people feel guilty about like some story you know so it's kind of fun to do that but then also I guess also in the back of your mind you want to like ask somebody what other people might want to know about them too you know so it's been fun for me you know coming from never really having experience doing that but trying to make the conversation flow and whatnot yeah just keep it moving and keep it positive like instead of pulling teeth the whole time yeah with uh with being interviewed like what is it about like because you've been pretty uncomfortable this whole time <laughs> and is it just like you're afraid of like putting something out there that you don't want out there or just like what is what exactly is it that like, how can i help make this easier on you <laughs> i don't know i think like you're a pretty private guy so maybe that's just yeah like, i think that's just kind of like my demeanor you know i don't know i don't really like uh you got a lot of skeletons in your closet not even i think it's just like i don't know just like insecure or like I don't I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't think maybe not that I'm not but it's insecure also like, but well like your whole thing is quant- like quality over quantity so like you don't want to just be blasting all this like bullshit out there yeah. and like have everybody know everything about you so there's no like I already fucking know that about the dude why am I gonna keep being interested like yeah kind of staying in the shadows a little bit yeah Get I guess little, so a little heath to you a little heath uh like Abe seems like that kind of guy. Is like getting to know him been cool, or is he still kind of like keep you at an arm's length? No, I mean, yeah, I think you know I've I've known Anthony probably for a little over ten years now, and uh, yeah, he's definitely like a super like kind of scary dude or whatever you want to call it. Uh, intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah, for years I'd always be like say anything stupid around Anthony, you know? Like, he'd be walking around on eggshells and shit. Or, like, he'd say something and he kind of just, like, wouldn't get, like, a response or, like, if he tried to crack a joke and maybe, like, I don't know, like, he wouldn't laugh or something. He'd just be biting, kicking yourself in the ass. Like, you're so stupid. Why'd you say that? But I think, you know, maybe similar with myself, too. It's just, like, as I've, like, become better friends with Anthony, I know he's just, like, he's got, like, He's socially awkward as anybody else, you know? So I think he kind of just keeps his mouth shut, too. And I don't know that he maybe, like, you know, he wears, like, a mean face or something. Mm -hmm. I just think that's, like, you know, he just doesn't really talk that much, too. And once he does open up, though, like, that motherfucker is funny, dude. He, like, he'll just, like, start giggling and cracking jokes. And, like, he's got a super uh, warm side, too, that pretty rad yeah that's why like that trans world interview was so surprising when he just like put everything out on the table about like his addictions and everything because it was like that guy's so quiet that like for him to be that upfront with everything and just be like honest like it was really awesome because it's like there's probably a lot of people that have been going through similar shit and they're like this is how that dude like overcame it you know what i mean yeah no i mean i remember when i read that i was like holy shit man shit's real you know like yeah maybe if somebody else could read that and gets you know one person could take something from that too like that shit's good 
Has that like helped you being keeping sober, or like is it even an issue for you, really? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I can't say that, like, you know, I was like an alcoholic or like a, a drug addict or anything, but you never had like a rock bottom moment. Hmm. Would have been like pretty close to one, but you <laughs> know, rattled the sides. Yeah, you know, I think it's just like <clears throat> I don't know, like whatever, man. I just like kind of. Yeah, I don't think I was, like, at the bottom. I think, you know, I didn't necessarily know how to uh, fucking manage myself or whatever, you know? And, like, you know, I was pretty terrible at partying. Or I was really good at it, depending on which way you want to look at it. But, uh, yeah, I kind of just, like... I just... You know, my whole thing was, like, I didn't, like to like necessarily get sober or anything like I wanted to take a break because like I was physically and mentally beat up and uh I think just I set a goal to not drink for like a month and I did that and noticeably started feeling way better you know and then I was like well if I can do one month I want to try three and I did three months and then after that I was like holy shit You know, all that shit, all dude. Like, and then next thing you know, it's like, it's been three and a half years, and it's not really like, you know, at, at, at this point, it's kind of like, I just kind of have learned how to live life without doing that stuff anymore. And it's like, honestly, like, the thought of drinking again kind of scares the shit out of me. You know what I mean? And like, do it in a different way than I was doing it when I was 25 years old binging and shit you know what I mean like maybe I could learn to appreciate like having a glass of wine on a Sunday afternoon or something you know what I mean like instead of like getting drunk for five days in a row and yeah it is just like like partially just like your age because like you hit that age and it's just like it's just all about excess and just partying and then you get a little bit you get do that a while and you get sick of it and you're like this is i'm like yeah because you're wasting like a night and then a whole day afterwards yeah or two days dude i only have so much time i don't want to be laying around doing nothing like if i want to be doing nothing i at least want to feel good while i'm yeah straight up but um you know i don't know man i just want to like as long as you know i'm physically able to you know and i'm stay healthy and stuff i just want to keep you know spreading my skateboard like I've been having a super good time doing it, and I still think that, like, in some way I'm progressing, you know what I mean? Like, at least, like, trying to learn new tricks or skate different shit, and, you know, I guess that's what the skating's all about, is just trying to continue getting that feeling you get from, you know, from riding your skateboard, and, like, that's whatever, only a skater knows the feeling of it, like... So I just want to, yeah, like, keep pushing myself and trying to do new things. I'd I'd like to come out with another video part. I'm not sure for what or when. And I would hope that this one can just be, uh, you know, the best best thing I can do, you know, as of yet. Like, I still have, like, hopes and dreams of, uh, 
really want to get like a full Thrasher interview. Um, I'd like to do that, you know, with my time as a professional skater. Um, and then other than that, I guess, yeah, just continue like, I don't know, living life and being happy. I want to travel a little bit more, make it to Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know, man. Just keep marching along in a positive manner with the skating and then whatever else, all the other things I do. Do you have a plan after skating or any ideas or like I don't know. find the sky? I don't know, man. I guess that's like the scariest thing in the world, you know, because it's the most, it's like, I guess it's the, second most certain thing uh, in life you know next to like <laughs> you're gonna die and then like <laughs> I guess the second the other one would be like someday like I'm not gonna be able to skate anymore so uh, I don't know I mean I got a couple ideas but I'm fairly confident that like something will come along you know I'm not scared yeah, I guess you're not blowing all your money on booze and drugs and you seem like you've got your shit together so. yeah but I mean I mean, the only, yeah, I guess just I want to just, you know, no matter what, I'm thankful for everything I have and all the opportunities I've been given and shit, you know what I mean? So whatever I do after this is just going to be like, I can always look back and be stoked on all the things I have. It's all gravy. Yeah, man. that's that that's the first episode of the herd global media podcast thanks a lot to andrew allen for letting me come hang out and pick his brain for an afternoon uh be sure to check out all his old video parts if you haven't and if you have do it again uh he's got a new one from his homie video skate locos 3 i think i'll post a bunch of those up uh wherever i end up posting this but Mainly, I just want this to be a project that'll showcase some personalities and stories that might not make it into magazines or websites. Some people more on the periphery of the industry who might not be able to get in the limelight or not be the biggest name pro or Anne, but maybe he or she was, you know, just a kid who found skateboarding and had it profoundly impact their view on the world and their path to becoming whatever they are today, an artist, musician, architect, comedian, filmmaker, whatever. So that's the goal. Um, I got some people in mind, artists and uh, some comedians, um, and I interviewed Jamie Owens, who we talked about briefly in this interview, uh, who is the editor at Trans World, and he was our editor at Skateboarder, so I got to chat with him, so that'll be the next one. Um, but yeah, the aim here is to make it this a weekly thing, and uh, you know, a twice a weekly thing, uh, the longer we go, but... Uh, the more support and momentum that I can get, the more time and energy I can devote to being able to do this. So, um, yeah, if you like what you hear, please feel free to tell your friends, share it, tweet it, tumble it, pin it, Xerox it. I don't know. What, whatever whatever you got, what, however you can share it. If you like it, if you hate it, put it out there. Whatever. If you got positive or negative criticism, feel free to hit, like, just shit on me on the slap message board. I'll, I'm sure I'll be lurking. But, uh... Yeah, thanks again for sticking it out, and until next time, thanks. Um, a couple plugs before I get out of here. 
Jinkum just dropped an album, so if you got a record player or just like collecting the rarities, you should pick that up. Andrew's roommate and Red Frantino Razzo has a book out that you should check out. State just put out a video called Free on Transworld, and that's worth a uh, watch. Louis Lopez has a new part for Spitfire that you should check out as well. Um, he's been around forever since he was just a, a fetus, but it's really cool to watch somebody who's been around this long and not really stagnate. He just keeps getting better, and he, his spot selection is, is great, and, you know... Um, you know, if you weren't a fan in the past, maybe maybe you'll turn it around now. But uh, that's worth a sh- worth a watch for sure. I should have an article coming out on Jenkum sometime soon. Uh, I got to talk to Tony Hawk and Jeff Grosso and Ed Templeton, and hopefully one more younger guy about the concept of selling out in skateboarding and the history and whether it ever had any merit or if if it still has any merit today to call somebody that and what it would take. But um. So that should be coming out on Jenkum soon. Um, I'll leave you with that. Thanks a lot for checking us out.